Welcome to the official broadcast of Life Fellowship Ministries in Kima, Texas. Our mission is to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. Be sure to visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And now, join us for the Life Fellowship Experience. I'm starting a new series this week, and it's called Live It. And I really, honestly, I did not want to use that because, you know, that's kind of our catchphrase here is live it. But I thought it, it's, it's, it was so accurate for what, what I feel like the Lord is going to be teaching on through this series is to live it. And if you're new to Life Fellowship, if you don't know what live it means, it means li- let's live what we say we believe as Christians. And in parentheses and small text, it, it should say, or shut up. Nobody wants to hear it, right? People want to see people living it, living what they say they believe, because we've all heard it or we've seen examples where someone says, hey, I'm going to live it, and then they don't example that in their life. So I love the book of James. James was the half-brother of Jesus. They had different fathers. They had the same mother. Uh, uh, but James was was the, the brother of Christ, and his his letter, his teachings are so practical. And so uh, we'll be talking about the practicality. I, I actually thought about titling this series Practical Christianity, but I thought for some reason that just doesn't resonate with me because sometimes Christianity is not real practical because sometimes the Lord will say, don't take that job, although it would seem like the perfect job. I have something better. So anyway, this series is called Live It. And we'll be going to the book of James. Our primary text for this series will be James chapter 1, verse 22. And we we will also be looking at Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. So let's dive in here on James 1, 22. And let's look at the first sentence there. Don't just listen to God's word, period. There's a period there. Don't just listen to God's word. And on March the 13th, I taught on Matthew chapter 13, where Jesus taught on those that hear the word of God, but they don't really listen or understand. And husbands and wives, look at me. I know wives, sometimes you see that example in your husband, probably, right? Because he's listening, but he's not really hearing or understanding. And that's what Jesus was talking about. So we want to listen to the Word of God, but we really want to hear and understand what he's saying. So James 1.22 says, don't just listen to God's Word. You must do what it says. The Lord will challenge us to do something as we have greater understanding of His Word, as we yield our life to Him. The the Lord will begin to challenge us from time to time and give us greater understanding, but also He will initiate something for us to do. And I've shared with you guys before, when God called us to start Life Fellowship Ministries International, we didn't just sit on the, on the beach drinking iced tea. It required something. I've told you that the Lord has spoken to us that we're going to grow as a church, that we're going to continue to grow. So if we believe that, we will do something. So we've launched the video ministry. All the ministries are expanding because we're planning. So God's Word will challenge us. Don't just listen to the Word. But do it. You must do what it says. Let's look at this entire scripture. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. Amen. <laughs> Thank you for that. 
This series will be centered around becoming spiritually mature. And we talk about that a lot at Life Fellowship, that spiritual growth and maturity is a lifelong process. The mission of Life Fellowship Ministries International is what? To develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. So that's our target, that everything that we do in children's ministry, men's ministry, women's ministry, whatever ministry, is to drive us all to a more intimate relationship with Him. I can promise you this, there are people in your lives, there are people in your neighborhoods, there are people that you work with that need to experience the intimacy of Christ. We need Him in our lives. Jesus desired that everyone would be saved and grow in a personal relationship with Him. Becoming mature disciples that we would grow up. And one of the best ways we can grow and mature is by serving. Ministry means serving. It means to serve. When we're ministering, it means we're serving. Serving is one of the uh, important aspects of our spiritual maturity and growth. Spiritual maturity is not about religion. It's about us becoming mature believers. And the this title of this sermon This morning is commitment. It requires commitment because there are always other things that we could do, especially living here on the coast. You know, people have boats and fishing and go to the beach and Schlitterbahn and all those other things. But are we committed? Jesus calls every one of us into full-time ministry. It may not be vocational ministry. That may not be where you get your paycheck from or what you do, you know, seven days a week. But we're all called into full-time ministry. Jesus said before he ascended into heaven, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all that I've taught you. And know that I'll be with you till the end of the age. I'm sending the Holy Spirit. So he's empowered us to go and teach. But are we sitting on our hands? Are we just listening to the word? Or are we doing the word? Well, I, I think I'm doing the word. Well, are you doing what Jesus commanded us to do? He didn't say, well, I have a favor of you. I'd like you to do something. I want to ask something of you. He said, go and make disciples in all the nations, teaching them. How are we going to teach them if we don't know anything? Come on. If we're not mature in the Lord, how are we going to help train and equip others? So God is looking for us to take the ball and run with it and score a touchdown. So Jesus has called everyone into full-time ministry to make disciples and that we would be mature, that we would be committed, that we would be spirit-led, that we would be world-changing disciples. And we've shared with you how God is opening up doors globally for us, all over the globe, and there's more that he wants to do. Christine and I can't do it all. We can't go on all these trips. Are you ready? Do you have your passport? If you don't have your passport, you're not ready. So are you ready? Are you being prepared? What if, what if God sent you to India? What would you share? Would you have anything to share? Would you have anything to to build up other pastors and leaders? Come on. We need to grow and mature. Let's look at James 1.22 again. But don't just listen to God's word, period. You must do what it says, period. Otherwise, comma, you are only fooling yourselves. 
Let's not be fooling ourselves. Let's listen to God's word. Let's get it here in our hearts. And then let's take the word of God and do something with it. And that's to change the world around us. Spiritual maturity is not based on how long you've been saved. I've been a Christian 25 years. Are you growing up? Are you mature? You still sucking on the bottle? I know people that have been saved for a couple of years, and they're more mature. They have a better understanding. They have a a better commitment to the Lord than some people I know that have been walking with the Lord for 25 years because they've got religion. You know, they show up at church, and they do their religious thing, but their life doesn't do anything to impact the world around them. Where I see people that are young in the Lord and are growing, and they're hungry. Sherrod would say they're hungry. They're hungry for God. You know, and they're growing, but they're hungry for God. God has given us an insatiable hunger and thirst for Him so that we can grow in our relationship with Him, but also so that He can work through our lives to feed the hungry, the spiritually hungry, and make a difference. It's about yielding our life to Christ and Him performing a transformation in our hearts. Romans 12, 2 says, Be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And that word perfect doesn't mean without blemish. It doesn't mean you don't have a pimple or a wart. It means that you're fulfilling the calling and and what God has designed you to do. And so God has created us perfectly well to go and be in relationship with him and then share that love and that relationship with other people. It's about yielding our life to him. The writer of Hebrews says in chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, so let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and becoming and become mature in our understanding. And so again, in last month, I talked about that hearing, but not just hearing the words, wah, 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 but hearing and really understanding. And so the writer of Hebrews is saying, let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. We should already grasp some of the basic fundamental fundamental teachings of Christ. But you know, there are people that have been sitting in churches for years and they're still baby Christians. Seniority doesn't cut it in the kingdom of God. I know it cuts it in some of the workplaces, but it doesn't cut it in the the kingdom of God. And I'm not talking about performing. I'm talking about an intimate, personal relationship with Jesus where we are growing, where we really are understanding his heart because we understand him. We have a, a connection with him. We're hearing his Holy Spirit speaking to our lives. Let's look at Hebrews 6, 1 again. So let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. This is the reason that we have Sunday morning services. This is the reason that we have Sunday evening services. This is the reason we have Wednesday evening Bible study. This is the reason we have Tuesday evening men's group. This is the reason that we have Tuesday evening women's group. The men and women's group are only once a month. But it's so that we can be built up and we can be mature and we can grow. These things help us to go beyond the basic foundational teachings and help us to mature and receive greater understanding. 
And so the Word of God talks about that it's built on the foundation of Christ. So we, we build this foundation, and then we build a little more on the foundation, and we build that up. And then sometimes we go back and shore up the foundation, and we build a little more. We build a little more. It's about building the kingdom of God. It's about us having a greater understanding of His heart and His love for us. And I don't think, as I talked about last week, we ever really fully grasp the height, the depth, the width, the length of his love. But I'm, I'm going to keep pressing in. I'm going to keep trying to understand. I'm going to keep connecting with the Lord and yielding my life to him because there are areas in all of our lives where we need to yield to him greater and more and allow him greater access into our lives. And then that he would empower us to go into the world, that God would trust us to go and train and equip other people. Uh, let's continue on in Hebrews 1.6. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. Surely we don't need to continue to go over that. As a new believer, we need to be taught about repentance and faith and, and things like that. And so we're, we're teaching Starting Life 101 on, on Sunday evenings. That's, we're going through the book of the Bible. We're, we're just a broad brush overview. So if you're a new Christian, you need to be coming to that. You need to understand some of the basic foundational truths found in the Bible that we're teaching. As a mature believer, we should understand the importance of repenting and, uh, and living a life of faith. Let's look at Hebrews 6.2. You don't need further instruction about baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. These are topics that have been talked about and taught at Life Fellowship, either on Sunday mornings or on Wednesday nights. And then verse 3, and so, God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. <laughs> I could just hear the, I think in today's vernacular, maybe the writer of Hebrews would say, can we move on already? I mean, really? Can we move off of this basic foundational teachings and move into something deeper? Can we go out and live it? Can we not only understand and hear, but can we take the Word of God and go out and live it, reaching those around us who God has placed in our path. So let's grow and become mature followers of Christ. Commitment to God and His Word are vital for our spiritual growth. I mean, I, that, that summarizes it. We need the Word of God. We need uh, to commit to the Word of God. There, there are people who say, well, I believe in God. Big deal. The demons from hell believe in God. They know who God is. But are we committed are we committed? This is probably not very popular, but a commitment to grow spiritually is required for us. If, if you want to grow spiritually, it's going to require something of you. Imagine someone has access to a banquet table and they're starving. There's a whole banquet table in front of them and they're starving to death. I would say, go eat, please. It's there for you. There are people that are spiritually starving and I'm saying, come and eat. You can start at the dessert end of the table. Whatever. It's all good. Just come and eat. It's all low calorie. You know, it's, it's good stuff. But, but there are people that are spiritually starving in our communities. There may be people spiritually starving in your families. Whatever. Invite them to come to the banqueting table and, and eat. Hebrews 10, 24, and 25 says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. 
Hmm, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. How, how can we do that? There are times when oh, I get along with God and I'm like, God, what, what do you want me to say this week? What do you want us to do? And then we have meetings. We have staff meetings sometimes. And we talk about you guys. And we talk about how can we uh, make this environment more engaging? What can we do to help people grow? Well, let's do this. Let's do that. Because it's about investing in you guys. It's about the Lord working in all of our lives. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Uh, Hebrews 10.25 And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Who is the writer of Hebrews writing to? He's writing to Christians. He's saying, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. You need to be meeting together to encourage one another, to be building one another up, to be training. How do you, how does... um, How does a professor or someone that's teaching get good by doing it? Because you find that many times the teacher is learning more than the student because they're having those basic things shored up in them. They're they're being expanded. And so as we teach others the word of God, we are growing. We are being expanded. We are being taught uh, selflessness. Well, you know, it's inconvenient for me to have to get up there or study my lesson. Okay. Yeah, but look at the fruitfulness. I was sharing with the teachers this morning that we're investing in the lives of our children. Whatever area of ministry you're serving in, you're investing in lives that don't just impact those lives, that don't just impact our lives as we give and serve, but for generations to come. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. Do you know people that are just hot and cold for God? They, they, or they just show up at church and do their checklist, but there's no change in their hearts or in their lives. Something's wrong with that. That's not how it was designed to be. God wants to transform our heart. God wants to transform our life. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. You may say, well, nobody knows when the Lord's coming back. That's right. But your day may be coming. Your, your day may be coming to an end. The Lord could take you home next week, next month. The Lord could return. What if things get really, really bad and we have to go underground as a church? Would you be committed if it were an inconvenience, if you had to put your life on the line? If it costs you more than coming to an air-conditioned building where it's nice and comfortable? I know some of you get cold, but some of you are hot, so okay. In general, okay. All right. So, but, but the point is, are you committed Are you willing to commit even more for the cause of Christ who came and suffered and died for those who don't know him and for us as well? Hebrews 10.25, and and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. In other words, meeting together is important. Many of the early Christians met daily. Would you come to church on a daily basis? Some people won't even go to church once a month. (laughs) <laughs> so if, if we met daily, would, would, you, would you meet with us? Jesus went to church on a regular basis. So if Jesus went to church on a regular basis, just saying, do you think we should go to church on a regular basis? I think we should. 
Hebrews 10.25, And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. James 1.22, our core scripture. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves.